Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line is plot holes or two it is movies It's time to get busy with your friends Stephen Izzy Yeah, baby. You know what that means. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from from Movies, movies. which is worse. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, Steve, we only do good movies. Uh, No, we do bad movies on this one. Oh, that's right. We only do terrible movies. I feel like you're not up to the concept of this (laughs) podcast. And that explains a lot. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought we only did Academy Award nominated. We've had Academy we, Award we, nominated. We've had a surprising <laughs> number of Academy Award nominated movies on this podcast. You know um, what? We can keep this podcast going strong only doing Academy Award nominated <laughs> movies. It's your, Mannequin won an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, it did. Suicide Squad, winner of an Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, it did. Uh, these movies... Possibly, but uh, yeah, tonight, which Wait, is worse? The words of Jeff oh, Goldblum. Mm. Mm. <laughs> tonight, uh, uh, we review Jurassic Park: The Lost World and uh, Jurassic Park Three, of which I don't know anything about. Haven't seen it. You're not even in that movie. I have to fight my son. I have to do all of the acting. Ah! Uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm on screen eighty-five uh, percent of the time. That's true, but I'm so annoying, you only think I'm on the screen for 95% of the time. Ah! So both movies are okay. Uh, it's really who's more annoying, Jeff Goldblum or <laughs> Tia Leone. Um, and we have a divide in podcast studio. <laughs> we do. Oh um, my god, do we have a divide? Because I stand firm. Tia Leone is annoying as shit. And I think you should put something in your mouth. How about a beverage? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. What's first, sweetie? Well, since we're doubling up on movies, let's have a little Guinness. <laughs> Dublin Porter. I like it. Ooh, this Which is... is actually only half a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it is 3.8%, so on the lower <laughs> spectrum of alcohol content, but this is from that uh, Guinness pack we have here in March this time of year. Yeah. Uh, you know, St. Paddy's Day and all that. Uh, probably would have passed by the time you hear this. Hold up, before you pop that top, is that beer illegal in Utah, or is it still too alcoholic? I think, it's, yeah, 3.8 is just, I think it's 3.2. You can still get this at the uh, state-owned liquor store, so they get their cut and ah. charge you twice as much. But, uh, so that's too- a liquor in Utah, huh? Mm-hmm. Being half a beer in California? <laughs> Indeed. Dublin Porter. So here we go. Got a cup ready to do. Come on, pop my top, babe. Here we go. Woo! And the pour. Ooh, pour that quick. That's foaming. And good. He's glurgling away. This is a black beer. Yes. All right. Oh, wow. A little bit of light passes through this. Ooh, got some ruby highlights. And it is actually clear if you can get the the light to pass through it. Mm. Smells dry. Yep. This is definitely on the dry end of the porter. Mmm. That is so dry, it's almost tart. Yeah. It's actually very delightful. It's a little bit fruity, as uh, English-style beers tend to be. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the, um, not chocolate, uh, get kind of like a like plum. coffee kind of note little co- and stuff. Little pl- coffee, little plum. Yeah. It's got kind of a light khaki-colored head on it that's very thin, kind of lacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite enjoyable. Good all-day drinker. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could drink this for hours. Indeed. I could drink this while watching The Lost World from 1997. Let's start with Lost World. The smash uh, sequel to Jurassic Park from 1993, as everybody knows, is basically a perfect movie. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. One of the best movies of all time. That's a classic, for sure. Absolutely. So, If you haven't seen Jurassic Park, turn this podcast off and either go watch it or kill yourself. Those are your options. Or uh, (laughs) you can just watch it and enjoy that. Um, Yeah, four years later... Director Steven Spielberg comes back to do the follow-up sequel that has 
nothing to do with the well, very little to do with the the follow up book. Uh, uh, all right. So Michael Crichton makes a return to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is what number four. Something like that. Michael Crichton <laughs> movies have not translated well. Congo timeline. Mm-hmm. I feel there was another one in there that Sphere. I was Sphere. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, so in the original novel, um, Malcolm, uh, Goldblum's character, is, he's horribly crippled by the T-Rex attack in the first book, slash movie. should be. Yeah, well, you know, when you first find not on by a T-Rex, it's hard to bounce <laughs> back from that. But uh, he goes and meets up with Hammond, who lets him know that there's another island, and, uh, they need to go out and study the animals that are out there because they were the the lysine contingency. They were supposed to die out, but somehow they're surviving. Mm-hmm. He go, they he goes out with a research team. They discovered the dinosaurs are actually doing quite well, except for them being out there the, and the scientists running some studies on the dinosaurs. Actually, ends up uh, causing another disease that ends up wiping out all the dinosaurs on the island, and that's the end of Jurassic Park. Oh. Spoiler alert. Very disappointing. <laughs> very, this, it, the whole book has a very dark tone to it. From what I remember, yeah. it's been a number of years since I read it. But uh, I remember it just being like super dark. A lot of the Jurassic Park was super uplifting. Book yeah, either. yeah. I, I read the first book and it was you know different from the movie, but mm-hmm. it you know it, Spielberg's going to make an uplifting movie towards oh, the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. And Crichton just writes, writes the. He writes what Fairly he wants. dark, <laughs> dark scientifically based book. Yeah, yeah. Because I read Timeline. Timeline is an amazing yeah, book. Yeah, I, I read Airframe. Yeah. It's, it's about a plane crash. There you go. It's you know it is what it is, but it was really well written and stuff. Um, but yeah, the ad- movie adaptations obviously it's just more uh, hey dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. He loves dinosaurs. <laughs> you know who's really hot right now? Vince Vaughn. Let's get him in on this. <laughs> yeah, fresh off that swingers gig. Boom. Uh, and, and Julianne Moore and Pete Possibleweight and Pete Stormare and... Uh, all of the Pete. All of the Pete. <laughs> Pete and Pete. Um, Alright, so let's go ahead and let the, uh, the, the pink elephant out of the closet or whatever. <laughs> I think I just mixed up some idioms. I don't even know what you're talking about. Jeff Goldblum's daughter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Let's start with that. Um, I remember being She's a gymnast. Yeah, I remember being 12 years old in the theater, um, and all of a sudden this girl comes on screen. It's like, oh, whose daughter is that? Like, Hi, Dad. Oh, uh, who's she? Who's she talking to? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> So, his daughter is African-American. I don't know if you are all aware of this or not. Jeff Goldblum happens to be of Jewish descent. And, you know, perfectly fine for him to have an African-American daughter. She does not look half-Jewish at all. It's like, okay, if she's adopted, cool. Understood. But... Make a mention of it, maybe? Or... Yeah, I, I'm assuming he's one of the lots of kids that he has uh, ref- oh, referred to in the first movie. Right? But. He better... Yeah, he has kids just everywhere, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. This is the only one he cares for? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, yeah, you got to have a kid in the movie. It's, it's still yeah. work. still work. Well, and Crichton has kids in both books. That oh. sneak up yeah, 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 that's right. he got the the grandkids. Uh, mm-hmm. In the first Timmy one. Timmy and... Uh, like, uh, Timmy and Max. Sure. All right. We're getting off topic. <laughs> off topic. How so, many minutes are in are we? We're talking about other movies. Uh, uh, Dr. Malcolm also uh, <laughs> finds out uh, part of the team that was sent ahead of him includes... Uh, his girlfriend. His girlfriend, Sarah. Um, <laughs> Sarah. 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 Sarah Harding? How many Sarahs do you think are uh, all on the island? Uh, so his girlfriend. <laughs> didn't tell him he was going to Yeah, how close island? is their relationship where she says like, Hey babe, I'm going out of town for two weeks. Where are you going? Nowhere in particular, just out of town. Or, she's just gone. It, it, gone for or, three or four days of, by that point already, maybe a week. Yeah. Not even a check-in or a little text message back and forth. I, uh, hey, text on a workshop. Hey honey, so if I just like sent you a text said like, Hey, going to be gone for a month, love you, bye. Would there be any follow-up questions? Uh, bring me back something cool? <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was a little weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when uh, they, they meet up on the island. She's not at all surprised that he's there. 
No, no. Well, because they told her that, oh, yeah, we're going to have Malcolm follow you up with another team in a few days. And she said, oh, or no. She, he, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little discussion of, like, uh, we told her we were going to invite you on the exhibi- exhibition, and she was so excited, she decided to go out ahead of the team. Uh, and uh, so when, yeah. she show, okay. when he shows up, she's like, oh, good, you came. Where's the rest of the supplies? Yeah. All right, well, from there, hilarity ensues when uh, Vince... When uh, InGen, the company behind Jurassic Park, yeah. sends in their own team for hunting and getting some of the dinosaurs and bringing them back to the mainland. So there's for a, a park. subplot in this that uh, so Hammond is his health is failing him, so sad, um, and his grandson, who is a British prick, uh, or no, his nephew, his nephew feels that Hammond ha- needs to be more aggressive with the Jurassic Park. Uh, with the two islands, Isla Nubar and uh, Isla Sorna, and in, he needs, and they need to profit more off of this because they took huge loss, obviously, essentially losing both facilities, as a company would. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so Hammond sends out Malcolm's team to go and research the animals and just see what they're doing, how they're breeding. Uh, there are 20 species on the new island. There were only 15 on the old one. Uh, Hammond's nephew sends out basically a hunting party and is like, all right, we get to kill a couple, we get to capture a couple from a new theme park, and all's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, So they go out there, they do their thing, um, and then (laughs) towards the end, once they, uh, basically the activists kind of turn into the bad guys. We forgot where, when that Goldblum's daughter sneaks aboard their uh, their living vessel and uh, they discover her that she's living in the trailer that gets dropped off via airplane. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just looking past that because how did they look past that? How in the did first Jeff Goldblum for, forget her in the garage or whatever? Like, yeah. uh, uh, I gotta go talk oh. to Hammond. Your mom's uh, gonna pick you up. She has the same kind of relationship with her his daughter as he does with his girlfriend. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't there ahead of Sarah. You know, no. you may be uh, swaying me to the Jeff Goldblum so annoying. No, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> eh? no. Um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, great actor, just I, I prefer smaller doses. Um, <laughs> except the fly, he's awesome in the fly. He's amazing in the fly. He acts his balls off in that movie. And of course the uh, upcoming, uh, oh my god, <gasps> what's the movie where he's where he's wearing that amazing... Eye makeup and all that. For that picture I posted last week, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the other one. Oh, oh, uh, Thor. That's right, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, that should be interesting. Uh. <laughs> oh, ooh, are you more interested to see how that goes, or Kurt Russell as uh, the Living Planet in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, taking pictures of Podcat while lounging here in front of the fan. Um, so yeah, the activists endanger everybody. They do. They decide to free all the animals that have been captured and disable all the hunters' uh, tranquilizers and weapons and that. And then, weird, when the animals run amok, nobody's got anything to stop them. Yeah. And then Vince Vaughn endangers them by bringing a wounded uh, T-Rex baby back to their camp, uh, bringing on the wrath of T-Rex parents. (laughs) Yeah, that... That seems definitely one of the high points of the movie, just all oh, the action and everything. Even though it's a little ridiculous, kind of with the hanging over the cliff and oh, yeah. the, the glass scene is really the intense. Gl- all right, so the rope, I don't know. Whether you've seen this movie or not, you've you, seen the glass scene. If you haven't, se- if you haven't seen both of these movies, what are you doing listening to this podcast? Right, well, they're streaming right now on Netflix. Go check them but out. But I stand check back by. In four hours. I stand by that glass scene. Like change cinema. People have tried to copy that a couple of times. Okay. That scene was very cool when it came out. Yeah, I agree. And that is by far the best part of that whole movie. Uh, I don't see how it changed cinema, though, because it has nothing to do with superheroes. But <laughs> they break the glass all the time. What are you talking about, honey? <laughs> Nobody had ever broken a window before. Nobody had ever broken a window that slowly before. <laughs> <laughs> no, that scene is so cool, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the rain going and everything. Yeah. Also, and, another scene and where the, Vince the Jeep. <laughs> yes. What's also, his name? Eddie? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. 
Also, another scene where Vince Vaughn's character screws up. He doesn't grab the satellite phone, and it drops and shatters the glass, almost killing everybody, and also losing the satellite phone. Yeah. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, uh... Ooh, is he the villain of this movie? No, I nah. think he's... He's more <laughs> the, like, Mr. Bean of this movie. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the... the uh, clumsy comic relief that just endangers everybody. Yeah. But they make it out okay, so all you is know, forgiven. It's sad my favorite character in this whole movie is the Australian hunter. Oh you're yeah, supposed po- to hate him way. so much. Yeah. yeah wait. You're supposed to hate him so much, but when in watching this movie over and over, it's just like, no, this guy's just really fucking good at his job, but he's so good at his job. He notices that when when like one of twenty people just doesn't come back. Yeah. And he does not suffer fools lightly. No, no, he does not. <laughs> oh, D- Dieter got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then he got snacked upon. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, my gosh. What was the other guy? Car- uh, uh, Carter? Carter or something. Yeah, yeah, His His, <laughs> his new second-in-command once Dieter got <laughs> Uh Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, long story short, a lot of action scenes, blah, blah, blah. They get off the island. Um, they capture a T-Rex and tranquilize it. They do, and they and get they... it back to San Diego <laughs> via boat. Uh, um, the thing that always got me uh, watching this movie is okay. If you have, you've seen it, the you know the boat scene. The boat crashes into the port because mm-hmm. there's no one manning it because they're all mysteriously How killed. Did get there? How did they all get killed? Now apparently in the book? No, there's no... Or a draft or something? uh, There's actually a scene that got cut out of the movie. Okay, where where Um, apparently there were some raptors They also captured raptors, and the raptors got loose, killed everybody on board, and then the T-Rex killed the raptors. And then locked itself back in the hold? No, no, no. So it broke out of its cage in the hold, so it never left the hold, but the the raptors kept going back under, and Uh, it just snacked upon them as Gotcha. As they came down. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, that would have been nice to have been explained, other than everybody's gone except for bloody parts everywhere. <laughs> the T-Rex is in the hole, so it's like, what killed all the people? The, the only thing T-Rex. on there was the T-Rex and the, the baby, baby T-Rex. T-Rex. I assume he limps up. He limps up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he drug himself up with his tiny paws, and they went, oh, let us help you, little... Ah! Yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> the reach of his mouth is so much more than his arms. Yeah. I thought if he couldn't get me with his arms, he couldn't bite me. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> it was that backer guy. Oh, the one that got hit by the T-Rex earlier? <laughs> Are you talking about the guy who thought if you pet its tongue, it'll be your friend? <laughs> That's Free Willy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's correct. Stephen is he recreate the boat scene. Yeah. <laughs> so then T Rex is loose in downtown San Diego. Yeah. Uh, throw in a couple uh, movie, <laughs> other movies would be interesting to see, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's King Lear and <laughs> Tom Hanks and Tsunami Sunrise or something like that. Yeah, and then if I remember correctly, Mighty Joe Young crawls to the top of Ferris wheel. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it goes from there and. Spoiler alert, um, dinosaurs inhabit the Earth. <laughs> Which leads to Jurassic Park 3, Planet <laughs> of the Dinos. <laughs> I assumed many pseudonyms, or I assumed many odd jobs under the name Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Mr. Pilkington, who <laughs> constructed a crude rope bridge from here to Venezuela. <laughs> jobs. But perhaps I've said too much. <laughs> That's how the raptor took over the world. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen The Critic, watch all 22 episodes. It's <laughs> yeah. magnificent. Um, so, yeah, Lost World. All right. So, yeah, I mean, Lost World. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I mean, Goldblum was trying to be an action hero. He's Goldblum. You don't like him. You, I, it's not that I don't like him. It's just you I, like it him was as too a much character actor. You don't yeah. like him as a, as a lead. And I get it. There's a lot of actors who people feel that way. That's how Bruce Campbell feels about himself. Right. <laughs> he said so. <laughs> there you go. Um, so now Jurassic Park 3. But first, oh. $73 million budget for Lost World. Mm-hmm. Any guesses how much it made opening weekend? Oh, it had to be like $79,000. $90 million oh. opening weekend. $230 oh. million overall. So many disappointed it, fans. <laughs> it held the record for biggest opening weekend in film history uh, for a little over four years until November of 2001. Never oh. forget after. Uh, um, 
what movie do you think surpassed it for biggest opening weekend in mm. 2001? Terminator 7? <laughs> <laughs> it is the first of eight or nine movies. Oh my god, is it Fast and Furious? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, thank god. Thank god. No. Even worse, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, so, no, Harry Potter's no, yeah, good. It's, it's good. Shut up. Yeah, Harry Potter's awesome. <laughs> Somebody's going to follow up Jurassic Park. <laughs> You're right. Harry Potter is better because it actually ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's As that. the Fast and Furious 12. So. And in one of the Harry Potters, they feed Griffin's dead ferrets. That's true. And it's pretty great. I remember seeing that on big screen with a bunch of my friends going, Those are dead ferrets! <laughs> and this is amazing! That sounds like my lovely wife. Alright, so Jurassic Park 3. But first! But first! I'm a little parched. What else we got? Let's see. Looks like... Sorry, not oh, cool beer. in honor of Jeff Goldblum, we have something from Golden Road Brewery in L.A., uh, this is the 329 Lager. Woo! Oh, Days of Sun Lager. Sorry, it's hard to read this uh, Tallboy can. It's 4.8% uh, mm -hmm. alcohol by volume. Uh, no real description, but I'm assuming it's a California lager kind of situation. You stop shaking it now, babe. <laughs> You're do what I like shaking it. You gotta shake it up like a paint can. And then the pop. <laughs> ah! It's everywhere! <laughs> Alan! Anyway. <laughs> Mm. Let me get a hit off that towel boy. Yeah, why don't you get a hit off that? Trying to find a, a spare cup. Oh, here we are. And now for the pour. Ooh, that's very nice. Indeed. There's the pour. Looks like a light straw color. It is a, a crystal clear beverage. Um, oh, yeah, there's you can, people. like, read through that. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's urine yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's got a white, frothy, foamy head. Very fluffy. Yeah, it's very standard, kind of bready lager. Yeah, this is actually very refreshing on a hot, spicy night like tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's hot and spicy here in the Bay Area in March. <laughs> <laughs> that was, what, about 80 today? 85, maybe? It was uh, like 73, but it's like yeah. 85 in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we gotta get some air ventilation through here. You you may hear a fan in the background. We're trying to cut that out, and I, I don't think it was picking up when we were testing earlier. So I think we're okay. All right, Jurassic I'm Park sorry. three. I'm sorry, Evan. There's background noise. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park three. And happy birthday. Oh yeah, uh, happy birthday. We are recording this on his birthday. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. I just kind of caught a glimpse of Steve's notes here. <laughs> There's one in all caps that just says, No, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? She is looking at my notes. Uh, I have that on there just to point out that even Jeff Goldblum didn't want to come back for <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. More. But Sam Neill came back. So. More, uh, more fuel for my fire that this movie is much more annoying. This movie starts well, are, out... Are you saying Sam Neill is more annoying than Jeff Goldblum? No, I'm saying that uh, there's, <laughs> not there's not enough Sam Neill in this. Are you kidding? Dr. Grant? Yeah, there's not Alan? enough of them. There's too much Taylor Leone. <laughs> and not enough Dr. Grant. I'm trying to think of scenes that don't have Dr. Grant in them, and I think there's the parachuting scene <laughs> in the beginning. Not enough Dr. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> to offset. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also starring uh, William H. Macy, Tay Leone, uh, Alejandro Neviola, uh, better known as Pollux Troy from Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, cat. Oh, I was going to try what? and get a cute picture. Sorry. And okay. <laughs> uh, there's also a cameo by Laura Dern, also making a return to the franchise after sitting out the last one. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie, Doctor Ellie Seller. Um, going to run down the uh, plot of this one. Yeah, so it starts off with a uh, a a guy and a kid are paragliding, parasailing, parasailing. Yeah. There we go. Um, and obviously they're off the coast of uh, East Lasorda. Yeah, it's East of Sorna, right? Um, Nublar's the main one. Yeah, yeah, Sorna. Yeah, Sorna. Sorna. Restricted. Uh, it's restricted, but they've paid this uh, motorboat guy to uh, get them as close as they can without actually going on the island, because the uh, Costa Rican government has banned anybody getting on the island. And uh, they kind of go into a cloud, and they're, they're shooting with their video camera. Oh, this is so cool. I don't see any animals yet, though. And then the cloud clears, and oh my god, the boat's been ripped to shreds. Um, 
also confusing what ate them on that boat, because at this point, the pterodactyls are not loose. They're still in the cave. Oh, shit, you got a point. Yeah. No, wait. Pterodactyls were loose at the end of uh, Lost World. Were they? Yeah. But the, the ending shot, remember? They're like, oh, and, they, and they're living on the island by themselves, and then the pterodactyls oh, oh, yes, okay. majestically landing oh. on a perch. So some sort of pterodon, we'll assume, snacked upon them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so the uh, the two our two parasailers there, they cut the cord and glide onto the island, cut to uh, Dr. Grant is giving a speech um, about prehistoric raptors in front of, I'm assuming, I'm going to call it UC Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody has questions about Jurassic Park, he doesn't want to answer them. Interesting. They make a note of something the fans have been making notes of for years. Somebody says, uh, "Well, isn't it futile for you to keep studying the fossils of these animals now that you know Jurassic Park exists?" And Dr. Grant points out a good thing: these aren't the animals. That, these aren't the same animals we had, you know, 50 million years ago. These are a science experiments. They've been blended with other DNA that makes them different. These, you know, these they, are. They were blended with frogs using uh, uh, Dr. Seth Brundle's. Uh and birds. Machine. And birds. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I I thought that was interesting that they acknowledged that. Yeah. And that's how come like the raptors aren't feathered and are also twice the size of a velociraptor because they're really a Utah raptor. But whatever. And a lot of horse have frills and. Mm -hmm. yeah. And spit poison. <laughs> you want to insert some poison dart frog into that when you're blending genes. Yeah, I might mean, as well. I mean, if we're going for it. You got them sitting around. Why not? Right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Dr. Grant gets basically roped into... Uh, he gets... Uh, oh, that's right. Him and his assistant, Billy, are excavating some uh, velociraptor stuff. Billy... 3D prints of Velociraptor vocal cords, and now yeah. he's got an ocarina yeah. of <laughs> a Velocarina? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a Velocizula. <Yeah>. Velocizula. <laughs> um, but they're running out of money for their uh, their dig, and in comes Willie H. Macy, who says, I'll pay for your total dig if you take me uh, if you let, if you come with us when we fly super close to East of Sorna, him and his wife Taliani. Oh, she's so irritating in this. Keep telling yourself that. Oh, she's so <laughs> annoying. She's so annoying. Um, yeah. Anyway, basically they pay him to go. He has a bad dream in a scene that uh, if you've seen this movie, you remember Alan. Alan. Fucking <laughs> raptor. <laughs> Which I remember that just being in the commercials with like. No reference to it being a dream, and everybody There's going. A raptor oh. on the plane. <laughs> There's a raptor on the plane, and everybody going like, "Oh fuck, they talk now." Yeah. <laughs> I remember that being a big like. All right, well, it's jumped the T-Rex. Actually, we construct a crew bridge. <laughs> That's enough critic references for this episode. <laughs> All hail Duke. Uh yeah. So anyway, long story short, uh, it's their son who it was with the guy flying around. Taylioni's boyfriend took him out to go see dinosaurs. They crashed. He hasn't been seen for six weeks. Yep. Uh, they basically paid some bush pilots to land on the island. They immediately get attacked by a spinosaurus who so bad kills the T Rex. Yeah, he does. Which means let's see. Oh, so that's the mom of the baby from two. Because they capture the buck, and that the male is the one. Oh yeah, yeah, that ru runs the muck in the city. That runs the muck in the city, and they never confirm whether he got back to East Florida or not. Like there's there's the armed guard, but they don't actually oh, show yeah, him yeah. being re-released. So I'm assuming uh, Spinosaurus kills mom, T Rex, yeah, yeah. and basically hunts them. Uh, oh, also swallow swallows their uh, GPS phone. Yeah, that phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, and then uh, Billy steals some raptor eggs, and then the raptors are hunting them, and basically they get to tour through the old complex while trying to evade all of the dinosaurs. Yeah, trying to get communication back, uh, head down the river to the coast so they can get picked up. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, there's, they go, they have to go through the uh, pterodactyl cage, too. The giant bird cage. That, that scene's actually pretty, pretty cool with all the fog. And that like, is actually like, really Like, wait, cool. what's that noise? That and is really well done. Yeah. Uh, there's the uh, lighting the Spinosaurus on fire scene. Yeah. 
pretty well done scene, but basically the whole movie is Dr. Grant being mad at Billy, uh, Billy trying to redeem himself, and Taylor Leone whining while her son and husband ignore her. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Does she ever stop whining? Yes. No, I don't know. No, um, no, she doesn't. She has less screen time uh, than uh, Jeff Goldblum. She does stop whining. There's that scene where they're uh, talking about how much weight they've lost since they got divorced. Oh, yeah. When you look good. <laughs> yeah, I lost like 35 pounds. Nice. Uh, yeah, Jurassic uh, Park 3, it's, it's okay. By it's the way, action moments, and it's mercifully short, 92 zero, minutes. By the way, zero chemistry between Taylor Leone and, uh, uh, what's his name? William H. Macy. William H. Macy, right? Do you buy them as a married couple? They buy them as a divorced couple. <laughs> like, you know, they have a child. They make things work. Jeff Goldblum and his girlfriend had much more chemistry. Yeah. yeah so, so that's Jurassic Park 3. Uh, I got a question for you, sweetie. Yes. Did Billy know that the... Was Billy in on the Kirby's plan? Mm. What do you think? No, I don't think he was. Are you sure? I don't think he was. I don't okay. think he knew they were going to land. There, there, There's some mystery in this. Mm. And I, I don't know, maybe you guys out there can uh, let us know what it actually is. Because uh, watching it this time, I never really thought of it before, but mm. William H. Macy was there when Dr. Grant got back to the site, and Billy had already met him. Yeah. And so, like, and was like, oh, yeah, Dr. Grant, this is uh, Mr. Kirby, or whatever his name mm -hmm. is in the movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, he stole the raptor eggs. So it's like apparently it was he was going to sell them. Exactly. Yeah, he it? said, "Do you know how much? How many expeditions just this? Oh, that was a lot, right? Just this could fund." Exactly, but he was going to be funded for the next ten years by the Kirby's. Mm -hmm. So why would he need to get the Raptor eggs? At that in order point, the Kirby's because when oh yeah, I guess it is after the plane, when, they, when they find out they, that they're really broke. They say like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, that's why. Okay, I, I I can buy that. Yeah, no, for sure, Billy set up. Uh, set up the meeting between Dr. Grant and Mr. Kirby and definitely, like, pushed it. But I think it was more like, uh, he's like, oh, shit, this, you know, Dr. Grant realistically is probably just going to retire after this if he was in his funding. I'm just starting out my I, career. I need to get this going. I also don't remember him being that surprised when they find out that he has no money. Obviously, Dr. Grant punches him in the face, but Billy's, like, holding him back and all that, but is that... I think that's uh, more like, hey, we need to stick together if we're going to make it through this because there's still spine stores chasing us. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, that's what I let me know what you guys think out there. Do you guys think I'm curious. Billy's in on the the uh, the, the conspiracy? The yeah. <laughs> I don't think he is because the thing is, the Kirby's didn't really tell anybody all of what was going on because even the uh, mercenary guys. Well, first off, one of the mercenary guys called him sick, <laughs> so his agent fills in for him. Yeah. By the way, I'm not going to that island before like cash in hand. I don't checks clearing whatever. Right. I'm not doing it. Uh, by the way, how do you afford a boat or, or the the plane to get there? That should cost they gas. A, they probably put a down payment down. Like, you Maybe. Know, I don't know. You, can, you know, it's Plot all... <laughs> you know, how do people afford to buy a, you know, buy a house and get it, you know, reboot in that? They can afford the down payment. Yeah, sure. It's before 2008. They can get the yeah. <laughs> the big loans out there. Exactly. Um, um, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But uh, those guys are surprised to find out who Dr. Grant is. They don't find out really even until, like, on the plane they even start to. So Kirby's weren't clear with anybody. Everybody was kept a little bit in the dark. Mm. And I'm glad they were. Then I'm glad they were all eaten by triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> They're wearing green. Get them. <laughs> They're in camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's know what you guys think. Who's more? Which which movie is worse? I think would rather. I would it. rather watch Lost World than Jurassic Park. 3. I would too. Therefore, like Jurassic Park Three is the more annoying movie. No, I don't know about that. If you so you would rather watch a more annoying movie? Yeah. Now they both have their redeeming qualities. They both have some very good scenes. They both have some interesting characters. Yeah, I agree. But if you're like you only have two channels, Dress Park Two is on one and Dress Park Three is on the other, what one are you watching? You know what? For the sake of winning this argument, Jurassic Park Three then. You good know, for you. You know why? I can watch it in two hours on TV. It's going to be a full three hours, maybe three and a half if it's on TNT for dress, for uh, Lost World. We'll be watching in different rooms. Absolutely. <laughs> the secret to marriage, two TVs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll put a poll out, see what you guys decide. Um, we'll let that decide. 
because I'm right. Mm. Um, do you have any fun facts for us, Steve? I sure do. But first. But first. We have 2017 from Sierra Nevada, their beer camp, Golden IPA, spring mm-hmm. seasonal, new beer every year. Another Goldblum original. <laughs> At beer camp, no beer style is off limits, so we jumped into the idea of doing a Golden IPA using wheat malt for light dry body and bold American and experimental hops for an intense citrus flavor. The perfect spring seasonal, we invite you to enjoy this year's Beer Camp Encore. Brewed in Chico, California, and Mills River, Nantucket. No, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina's winning. Uh, here, I'll get pop that top for you. Pop my top! Woo! Woo! And the pour. Okay. Alright. Yep, that's definitely a golden IPA. So this wise. beer we know is fresh. This is not a Bevmo Bevmo special. That's right. We got yeah. this fresh from the pack. This is very very clear. This one is uh is also pea yellow. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh been hiking in the desert yellow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the hot profile on it's pretty good just from the scent. Yeah, piney, a little tropically. Hmm. If you've ever had Sierra Nevada's tropical IPA, this is very similar. Hey, podcast, stop fighting. Hey. Take it outside, you two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, solid IPA. Very light, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, the weediness yeah, kind of helps yeah. keep it from being too, like, turpentine Yeah. Yeah, a little piney, kind of grassy notes and stuff. Yeah, if you are a hophead, you will definitely enjoy this. If you're not a super hophead, but, say, you're married to a hophead, this might be a good beer for you both to kind of enjoy. Indeed. Yeah. And then you can get them by the 24 packs. Yeah. All right. So we got some fun facts. Fun uh, facts. Because they're super fun facts. And super fun facts. Indeed. We'll start with Lost World. Uh, Julianne Moore admitted that she did this movie to pay off a divorce settlement. All right. So there you go. Award-winning actresses. Catch them catch on the rebound. <laughs> divorce settlements. Not just for guys anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the exorcist 2. The guy was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Mike McClane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and every Nicolas Cage movie? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Every Wesley, he has a lot of debts to pay. <laughs> every Wesley Snipes movie? Ooh. Didn't he do... Oh, no, his was Tax Evasion. His Tax Evasion, yeah. Uh, also, the script called for a scene where the Velociraptors got on board the venture as it was about to set sail. As chaos ensued, the T-Rex got loose, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we kind of been over that. Yeah, the scene was never filmed. All right. Uh, the ship that transports the T-Rex to San Diego, the Venture, is named after the ship in King Kong. Uh, this is the series' second reference to the classic film. Of course, the first being the gate in the first film that was modeled after the gate to Skull Island. Yeah! And, yeah. I think Jeff Goldblum even pointed that out. Like, well, they got behind there. King Kong? Yeah! yeah. Alright, uh, Jurassic Park 3. Uh, the Spinosaurus was the largest animatronic ever built. It weighed 12 tons and was operated by hydraulics. Uh, this allowed it to operate while completely submerged in water. According to an interview uh, with William H. Macy, uh, the actor said the film's animatronic Spinosaurus had a 1,000 horsepower motor and that the creature could turn its head at twice the force of gravity. Fuck uh, yeah. With the tip of its nose moving at more than 100 miles per hour. Damn. Boom. Uh, the original script also had Billy Brennan killed, uh, but Alejandro Novia protested, and uh, director Joe Johnson had him uh, brought back for... For the uh, for the end, inexplicably. Oh, they redeemed they, him. They just found him. Like, oh yeah, we found him washed up down the river. Only partially snacked upon. Well, Ironically, he beat them to... <laughs> Billy beats them to yeah, the beat, uh, helicopter. Beat him down the river, yeah. Um, also, a main reason, uh, besides, you know, the standard thing or sequel of having the bigger and nastier enemies, uh, that the Tyrannosaurus is not featured in this movie is because the animatronic puppet was damaged at the neck. And it was too costly to repair, so they instead changed the outcome of the uh, Spinosaur versus T-Rex fight to have the T-Rex neck broken. Oh, interessante. Yeah. Um, also, I got another question just for you. Yes. Who had the luckier backpack, Sarah or Billy? Oh. They're both saved by it. Sarah's saved when the raptor jumps on her back. And, yeah. I don't know, tries to eat the backpack inexplicably while she runs mm-hmm. away, and Billy's saved when the pterodons go birds on his ass. So, uh, I, my theory on that is the scene before that features the backpack in uh, Sarah's backpack, she's 
cramming uh, Goldblum's daughter's snacks into it. Mm. So I think the Velociraptor has a taste for M&M's. Oh, no, it's M&M's Reese's. Or, it might have been jerky. It's Reese's Pieces, Maybe. I think. Oh, no, it's Crisp Bars. It's Crisp Bars. I knew it was product placement. It's Crisp. You know, the Oh, yeah, that's right. Bars. That's right. It's Crackles, yeah. Uh, I haven't thought about those in a long time. <laughs> I know. They still make them. That, but that, honestly, that movie is the only time I've ever seen the king size version. I've only ever seen them in the snack size. Yeah. Have you ever seen a crackle bar in bigger than fun size? No, well, not in years, but, you know, back in the day when I was a kid. But have you ever seen a king size crackle bar except for in that movie? Probably not. I haven't. If somebody can find one, send it to us. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. So, uh, let's see. Um... I'm going to say Sarah's is luckier because I feel like Velociraptors do more killing than Pterodons. Yeah, the Pterodons are probably just looking for fish. Yeah. <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish. So sad it had to come to this. Well, that's all the fun facts I got. So uh, we'll take a quick commercial break and when we come back, we answer your questions. And everything we learned from movies. Yeah, that's right. The lessons we've learned from these wonderful films. <sighs> when we come back. Next. Hey, everybody. It's Steve. Did you know you can donate to our podcast to help us keep the lights on? Of course you did. Everybody will on the internet will take your money. Uh, however, did you know that there's a way that you can help us keep the lights on and get yourself some great swag? For just a few dollars a month, you can get bonus reviews, full-length commentaries, uh, choose movies for our episodes, shout-outs on the podcast, uh, advertise your business, uh, guest host with us, um, and discounts on all of our merchandise, including t-shirts, episode art, and everything from Izzy's incredible Etsy page. Super fans also receive uh, monthly art directly to your doorstep. That's actually my favorite one. Uh, for details, you can check it out on our Patreon page at patron.podbean.com slash E-I-L-F-M. That's everything I learned from movies. And don't forget, thanks for listening. Welcome back. So, so we put a request out there for some questions to our uh, movie pod squad and Potter and family peeps out there. You guys are awesome. And uh, apparently I accompanied it with a picture of Justin. Jeff Goldblum and uh, the upcoming yeah. Thor Ragnarok. So a lot of those questions were uh, Jeff Goldblum themed. Woo! Uh, first one comes from a sudden, <clears throat> excuse me, sudden double deep podcast at SDD Film. Uh, <laughs> what is uh, our favorite movie starring um, uh, Jeff Goldblum? Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah, they, they said I had to do it in the Goldblum voice. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's uh, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, followed uh, closely, you know, by a, a fly. I, I watched The Fly for the first time uh, what, two days ago. And, and I, Jeff Goldblum's voice. Jeff Goldblum. I uh, love that movie. Oh, it that is, movie's a, a fucking classic. I, I feel like it's making me uh, faster, smarter, uh, all that extra stuff just taken away. And, and I'm reaching my full potential uh, after watching that movie. And uh, we even watched The Fly 2 the next day. Or, oh, no. Yeah. We own <laughs> we now The Fly 2. The, Fly two. the yeah. Collector's Edition. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Fly, Jurassic Park, uh, I'm trying to think, there's not really not a lot of, uh, I mean, there's like Independence Day, where he's kind of oh, second yeah. fiddle. I do love him in Independence Day. Um, oh, I love him in, a uh, Independence Day. I love him as Ruxin's father on the league. I was gonna, about to say, Ruxin's father on the league might be his greatest role. <laughs> I saw his vinegar face! <laughs> <laughs> saw his vinegar stroke! Ah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, By the uh, way, we'll never be able to catch it on audio, but our cat Caster Troy does an excellent Jeff Goldblum impression. He really does, all the time, and it's unnerving. (laughs) In fact, Steve and him get into a Rex and Goldblum uh, (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) We we call it a judge off, and it works pretty well. Judge, judge, judge. Uh, next question comes from uh, Super Movie Bros at Super Movie Pod. Uh, please come up with a story for why Jeff Goldblum looks like that, referring to the uh, Thor Ragnarok picture. Oh. Um, nope, oh. I got it. It's Go for it. One title, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. I, was, <laughs> I was thinking he was auditioning for the uh, David Bowie biopic. Oh. Now I'm going to keep, I'm going to go with uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. It's March Madness. Which uh, for Steve means basketball, but for Indeed. other people, it means what drag queens are going to be like pushing it on uh, RuPaul. Indeed. 
St. Mary's is making it to the lead eight. Write it down, everybody. Woo! Uh, anyway, and uh, looks like our third question. This comes from Who Spiked the Puns podcast at, <laughs> at Spike the Puns. I like you guys already. <laughs> What's the best and worst third movie in a trilogy? Ooh. Start with best. Um, best third movie. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is a very good third one. Yeah. I uh, cannot remember Terminator more, 3. Oh, no. No? That, that's probably a worst one. That's, okay. the, that's the one with the uh, Lady Robo Terminator where she like licks uh, the blood yeah. and analyzes and blah, blah, blah. I could not remember. But, again, it's one of those movies where it's like some of the scenes are kind of cool. Like they mm. got the, the big chase scenes and all that, but... I mean, Christina Loken's easy to look at, but it's horrible. Mm. Uh, but yeah, mm. the first two were legend. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the, the Return of the King is a pretty That's good one. That's an excellent third movie. Um, oh, I'm going to throw into the worst pile, Matrix 3. Matrix 3. Matrix Reloaded. That is abs... Or Revolutions, I think, is That is really, one. really head-stuck-inside-asses. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, that's probably my worst... You know what? Everybody shits on Blade Three Trinity. I liked no, it. No, Blade Three like Trinity's it. It, fun. It wasn't as good as the first two, but it's not horrible. Everyone it's a says solid it. monster movie with martial yeah. arts. Ooh, Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three. He cries so much. <laughs> Iron Man Three. Sophie's choice. <laughs> what about the Fly Three? Oh, I don't think that movie. Exists, oh, but. there's a Fly Three. I'm in. I am in. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of trilogy. Like, like just just trilogies offhand, and like mm-hmm. third ones that are, you know, better than the predecessors or absolute horseshit. That's those are the ones that yeah. come to mind. You know what? Let's do a little research on this, and next podcast, let's uh, Transformer Three. No, anyway. Transformers Three is no, a piece of shit. That is a piece of shit, <laughs> and they're also up to like five or six. Land so. Before Time Three is pretty terrible. I, I have seen that. I don't know. I haven't seen that. And that coming up next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are fourteen of those motherfuckers. Fourteen. Fourteen. God, I lost count of like five. Oh, most people think it ends at like two. Yeah, it should. But hey, Ooh. Hey, everybody loves dinosaurs, sweetie. I just thought of re- another really bad one. Uh, Neverending Story three is not good. Is there a third one? Oh, there's like four of those. Maybe five. Hmm. Oh, Titanic three. <laughs> Revenge of the Expert. <laughs> Planet of the Birds. <laughs> Rocky 3 plus Rocky 4 equals oh. Rocky 7. Adrian's you know Revenge. What? You know what? <laughs> Rocky 3. Put that shit at the top. Clover Lang needs a comeback. Oh, you're right. I, I think Rocky 3 might he, be the greatest I, sequel. I don't understand why after one loss he just decided, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Detroit and... I don't know. No, he actually went to Japan and fell on a sword. I bet you didn't know Mr. T was that deep in samurai culture. <laughs> I, I had no idea Clever Lang was into, like, Bushido or He's something. He's very and deep into samurai culture. It's not something that's covered heavily in the movie, <laughs> but it's definitely... It's definitely not covered in the training montage. <laughs> but, you know, there's subtle undertones. <laughs> I'm totally picturing a recut version of that movie. We're just randomly in the middle, you know, you got, you got Ro- Rocky and Apollo running in their fucking short shorts on the beach, and then you got Mr. T in a fucking gi fighting other people with samurai swords, and then it goes back to them, like, dancing and lifting weights or whatever. I think... It goes back to him knitting a sweater. Trimming bonsai. You met Mr. T, right? He stayed at your hotel? No. Okay, then I'm thinking of somebody else. It must be. Uh, um, me and Mr. T would be best friends if we ran into each other. Oh, right? That's a fact. I've heard he's actually a huge asshat. Uh, probably. He was also valedictorian in his high school. Mm. Mm. I didn't think they and Mohawks were that popular on valedictorians. <laughs> in the early 80s? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Alright, do we yeah. have any more quests? That's, uh, that's all the questions we got, but... You know. Excellent question, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. All the questions. Yeah, feel free to let us know what, what you think about the episodes. Anything we can improve on, sound quality. Just let us know you're enjoying it. Yeah. Also, if you like dinosaurs and you like coloring pictures, I personally illustrated a dinosaur coloring book. It's, it's fantastic. A, it's available at untidyvenus.etsy.com. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's also a lot of uh, fan art for the pod. Um, yeah, yeah, the pods both have its own Etsy with some yep. watercolors and some fun little uh, fun little things you can collect. It's gonna be merch. That's right. Get some fresh merch up in here. Um, so yeah, subscribe at uh, eilfm.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. Podbean.com. We're on the app. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on the iTunes. Uh, we're, <laughs> uh, we're on the Twitter. So if you're not following us on Twitter, uh, check it out. We're at eilf movies. Uh, throw out fresh hot memes and polls and stuff. Oh, every day. Steve makes the best memes. You guys gotta subscribe oh, for the bad memes. And only the hottest, sexiest polls out there. <laughs> I think you get to this tall, strong, throbbing pole. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Just, <laughs> just throwing it out all over. Uh, thank you to all the the 52 people that voted on our uh, Cowboys versus oh Dinosaurs thing earlier. Oh, my God. Yes, thank you, guys. I think the first poll we did, we had two responses, and I'm pretty sure I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> we pulled ourselves. <laughs> and that was the mummy? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you, thank you. We, thank we you. really appreciate the feedback and all we the all the hashtag movie pod squads and hashtag Potter and family guys Woo! out there. Again, gals. I know there's gals out there. Podcast and ladies, what's up? Woo. Um, so yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Missy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. So did you know that they've actually now scanned dinosaurs like vocal cords? And apparently they made noises more like pigeons and ducks. Oh. Yeah. Also, we forgot to mention, what did we learn from these movies? Oh my god, the point of our podcast. <laughs> what did you learn from this movie? Uh, I learned Jeff Goldblum whispers too much in Lost World. He whispers a lot. There's a T-Rex charging at the fucking van. He's like, I don't know something. This is going to get bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> oh, I over the cliff. Anyway, that's one thing I learned. Oh, what did I learn from these movies? I learned that uh, mama velociraptors are way protective over their eggs, which makes me wonder, what do they do if they don't hatch? What if they stillborn? That happens a lot with eggs. Mm. I also learned about raptors. Apparently they spoke through uh, giant ceramic kazoos. <laughs> wow, that's impressive, Izzy. You've been, wor been, been working on that. <laughs> All right, have a good night, everybody. <laughs>